Brainstorming and pitching ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm comedian Tom Walma. I'm Brett Mercer. I'm Matt Harper. And I'm Johnny Mockney. And this is Creativity Wasted. One of the first episodes I did, I had an idea, and I have a, a modification for that idea. <laughs> Basically, there's a weird phenomenon where if somebody falls in the ice, like uh, icy lake, they can be dead for like a half hour and then revive them. Because um, if your internal body cools below like 70 degrees, it takes longer for like your blood uh, cells, like cells to die. So they can go without oxygen for an hour or two. So my old idea was like a implantable device to cool down the body temperature if your heart stops. Like an ice pack that's inside your body. So that was the original idea. But lately, I don't know if you've seen the Boston Dynamics robots. They had the dancing robot and the robotic dog. And this is my idea is the same principle. So if somebody's heart stops or something... Instead of having something in them that cools them down, you could use what I call the ice dog. <laughs> and it would be a robotic dog that, like, if you're starting to die, it just, like, grabs onto you and, like, hugs you around. And it, like, cools you down. It's got, like, an internal cooling system. Maybe it could even, like, push your chest somehow to, to pump your heart to push the cooling blood around. But, yeah... My idea is like a robotic dog that can save your life by cooling your body down. Uh, and where does Tom Green come into this? <laughs> <laughs> He's the first uh, first guy to have a heart attack. When you were first describing it, I was thinking automatically of like a rolling dunk tank that you're just kind of you're suspended above a tank of, of nearly freezing water all the time. Say someone who's like at risk for a heart attack just any day, you know, they just keep them suspended over this dunk tank, and then the robot dog would trigger the dunk tank as necessary. But I'm enjoying the mobility more of your cold robot dog technique, just the big torso hug. Well, I mean, there's other things a dog could do. Like, for example, let's say you're starting to die and you're on the couch. Like, it could pull you down to the ground. So there'd have to be, like, algorithms for it to be able to, like, move your body or, like, bark when the ambulance comes. Or like pull your um, pants up for you. Yeah, hide your porn collection. Just in case. Yeah. Undo the belt from your neck. and. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get David Carradine's family to endorse it. If only my dad had this dog. <laughs> I Now, I've seen those Boston Dynamics videos where they like they try to kick over like a quadruped robot thing. So I'm just imagining one of these like sprinting down the road like an ambulance would. Everyone getting out of the way so it can like dive off into some cold water and save somebody like do you see this as like kind of running around the city or is this like a personal pet slash computer slash life-saving device that you have i saw it as personal but i mean you could have them like in public like let's say you're on stage doing comedy and you're bombing and you're starting to flop sweat maybe a dog could come out and like jump on your back and like cool you down or like your cubicle Instead of having a fan, you just have a, like a robotic dog come and like jump onto you, um, stuff like that. So let's say you've somehow triggered this function to happen, but it was not necessary. Let's say it 
I don't know, maybe a malfunction, would you also have then the option of, of a hot dog that would be able to come and grab your torso just to, to warm you back up to temperature? Or maybe let's say this is something you enjoy doing on a weekend. You know, maybe you're like, call in the cold dog, give me a big hug. You maybe take a long nap for a while, you know, uh, and then you want to revive yourself back up again. You set a timer and you bring in the hot dog and then you're back up and running again. Yeah, there's all sorts of possibilities. Yeah, I like the idea of instead of having the cold dog have like a shutoff mechanism, you have a hot dog come, then another cold dog comes, and then a hot dog comes, and it's like a giant battle of like temperature. <laughs> You're creating uh, an internal tornado of hot yeah. front and cold front. Yeah. So I have right next to me on the ground a tiny space heater, and between the two of us, there's no camaraderie, no rapport. <laughs> And I, I see that as a big problem, a big hole in the market, if you will. Yeah. So hot dog, cold dog. So <laughs> it's perfect for me. Yeah. And like you could personalize them, right? I mean, there's got to be, you know, color combinations. You can name it. It comes with a birth certificate, the whole thing. Certificate of authenticity, a nice box to put it up on the shelf. You know, I like it. Totally collectible models. Maybe some sponsored by, I don't know, maybe writer and director of Freddie Got Fingered, Tom Green. <laughs> Could endorse his own model of uh, of cold dog. Maybe you could put a beer in it. <laughs> sure, that's true. You could. Always... <laughs> so one thing is like I do want to replicate some of the factors of what I, I like about a dog. So like on on a scale of like the Silver Surfer to Dan Haggerty, how cuddly is this dog? <laughs> Dan Haggerty is that like a seventies rock musician? No, he was um. It's Haggerty. Oh. Yeah, you're thinking of, yeah, Fogarty. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. You could have, like, the scary-looking futuristic one, or you could have, like... I guess the cold dog, you wouldn't want... You wouldn't want it to stick to your body. <laughs> like a flagpole. Right, right, yeah. yeah. If you um, happen to have been wet already, yeah, you wouldn't want that. Dan Haggard yeah, so was you could have, Adams, like, different... <laughs> Grizzly Adams. Nice. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense now, yeah. <laughs> Could there be possibilities for other types of pets? So let's say someone might be afraid of dogs. They might not have an affinity for such a thing, but maybe they're into like, I don't know, parrots or, I mean, there could be any number of beasts that could come and assist, you know? I do like the idea that they're just roaming the community, you know, like always ready to go at a moment's notice. And they just kind of barreling down back alleys waiting for, they're like essentially robot crime fighters, but waiting for people to, uh, you know, slip into cardiac arrest or yeah, I have seen things like this kind of roaming around in like test footage to like deliver packages and things like that. So maybe if there are no like dire emergencies, they just kind of roam around and deliver packages, things like that. They're 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 uh, integral part of the supply chain. And then as somebody starts to get cold or hot, you know, depending on where they are or whatever, like an Uber. They get the ping, they drop what they're doing, and they, they take care of business. And then once the human has been re-temperaturized, you know, they just go back to, to their route. I think there would have to be some sort of an opt-out list, like a do-not-resuscitate scenario, where it sort of puts like a, one of those invisible fences around your yard to oh, keep yeah. the dog from coming in. We don't want the dog to intervene into something that, that's unwarranted or unnecessary. You know, The reverse yeah. invisible fence, I think, is key in that aspect. He's saying he doesn't want the robot dog to hump anybody to death, I think. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if, if, I, if I don't want the robot, or maybe, say that's the community robot dog, but I have the upgraded <laughs> model, 
you know, let's say I'm a, a celebrity of some sort. Let's say, I don't know, maybe I'm Tom Green, who has his own celebrity endorsed robot dog. And he doesn't want the community robot dog to come onto his property, onto the compound. You know, it's well taken care of by his own fleet of hot dogs or cold dogs. Sorry, right. I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> maybe there's different types of like, okay, the dog can't jump on your chest because you've got like a weak rib cage or some weird shit or you have a neck injury. So the dog has to like revive you in a different way. It's where he drags that uh, vat of cold water around. And then they, that's when they resort to the dunk tank. You can't handle the bear hug. You know, you go straight to the sub zero dunk tank. We've bought you, you know, hours of, uh, of life. Now, um, do you think this would make regular dogs less popular? If there were useful robotic dogs roaming around? I would say no, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, dogs can be puppies. Robots can't be puppies. Uh, and number two, robots have a tough time being uh, super cute. You know, usually they're, just, they're, they're kind of angular. They don't have facial features. Because when I think robot, when I think this robot dog, I'm not thinking cute, cuddly little dog. I'm thinking basically a smaller Cybertruck. Yeah. Am I off on that? Or am, am, am exactly, I, uh, I didn't, it's exactly what I was, you know, some deep, deep robot camera eyes that just are blank inside. There's no love what? in there. Yeah, like gears and stuff, like you just booted up an old computer. When it yeah. hugs you, it makes the, the the old internet boot up sounds, you know, like the, the old modem. Yeah, and, and I mean, the regular dogs certainly won't go obsolete because, I mean, we're talking about an AI dog here that I'm sure is pretty high level, pretty pricey, and, you know, the the poors are still going to want their pets. Sure. Yep. You could hire, like, a poor person in Venezuela where, where they've got, like, the crazy inflation and they're all broke and stuff to, like, control the dog so it's not an artificial intelligence dog. It's like a, a person controlling the dog. <laughs> hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I could see that running into some issues, though, if, like, say the Venezuelan gentleman was jealous of the person who's in distress, and he might think to himself, you know what, we're going to let this one uh, go. We're just going to keep on trucking with the dog here onto, onto the I, next neighborhood. Unfortunately, I think that's a slippery slope to eventually just have a, a sweatshot of 12-year-old kids controlling dogs in this country. Or just, like, Venezuelan men trying to hug people back to life. You know, just cut out the middleman. Yeah. yeah, why does it need to be a dog? Yeah. yeah I was Reverse. just watching a, a show about people in Venezuela playing video games and like mining digital currency in the game. And that's how they made their money because the, their economy is shit. This brings us to the Nintendogs tie in, right? We'll just do total marketing campaign playable characters when the dogs aren't saving people's lives you know you can pay to to play basically and you just you get to drive around a uh, robotic dog in neighborhoods that you may never find yourself in you know hmm what about police dogs you could have a police dog without an actual policeman (laughs) for some reason in in today's climate i don't think that's gonna fly because robots don't have discretion Counterpoint, though, if we are replacing the policeman with the robot dog, people might not like cops, but they like dogs. I think, sure. it's, hmm. I think it's the natural progression of things. 
Yeah, good, good luck trying to defund the dogs, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Defund the dogs, you bastard? Just show, <laughs> show them a picture of the dog with, uh, with you know, the, the music, spray them with a hose and just say, like, yeah, is this the dog you're going to defund? And we'll have a police I'm force saying, till the day we die. I'm just saying that there are social workers and things like that that need pets, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what happens if a an actual dog begins to pass? Are we training these robot dogs to save all life forms? Are they going to wrap themselves around another dog? And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, people calling and complaining that these two dogs were out in the alleyway behind their house, you know? But in reality, it was just a life-saving scenario that they'll never know that they interrupted. Is, is that something yeah, people I, call I and complain? I think you could do that. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. A dog save a dog. <laughs> Uh, it I mean, could protect cats. It could be like the um, opposite of a normal dog in that it could protect the cats mm. instead of attack them. Although that might trick the cats into um, being too friendly around real dogs. A false sense of security. Backfire. Sure. I don't know much about this, but I'm pretty sure you're just messing with the food chain at this point. Uh, <laughs> dogs eat cats, as we all know. And cats mm. eat mice. Mice eat cheese. So as long as the robot dog eats dogs, we should be okay. Speaking of eating animals, if it finds like a deer that was recently hit, it could like preserve the meat so you could eat it and not get sick. Mm. Mm. Tough to market, but yeah, there's a lot of different applications for, you know, the uh, the robot dogs. I think it goes without saying this dog's going to have AM radio waves, right? Mm. Is that a reference to something? No, no, that I, I just, don't get. I just assumed. I just assumed that <laughs> they're on everything. So it only goes without saying if you're underneath an overpass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not following, but uh, that's, that's okay. I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of the connection, but yeah, we'll just blame a, it on Skype. That's yeah. I, I, is this? I think I'm. It's. <laughs> Any last thoughts on the uh, the ice dogs? Would you buy one or use one or I mean, buy your grandma one? If I was experiencing a uh, cardiac arrest scenario or you know something where I could necessitate the the use of a of a robot cold dog, I would absolutely welcome it into my home. And as long as I come out the other end, you know we're doing all right. Would it be fee assessed? Or would this be paid for by uh, taxes if this was like a community helper dog? Or would they just would... throw a, a a bill at me after I come out of it? There'd probably be some sort of bill, but you just I'd just sell them and let the communities do what they will uh-huh. with them. Yeah. I wouldn't be the dictator who decides how the dogs are distributed. Sure. <laughs> Freedom for the dogs. <laughs> but definitely the elderly should get the dogs first. Oh, for sure, for sure. And like elderly and frontline workers, like the two most needing of the dogs. Yes, mm. yeah. I think common sense would dictate that. Right. Just just don't give them to the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm cold. Yeah, right. You've smoked weed once. Get over it. <laughs> but yeah, to get a little serious for a second, the idea is that um, if you freeze somebody who's dying or cool their body down, you have more time to save them. And also, like, some of the other stuff, like pacemakers... You wouldn't need that because who cares if somebody's heart stops if the dog is there. So it could like save a lot of money instead of having 50 things that 
like pacemakers and even like 911 wouldn't need to be as fast the ambulance they could finish their cigarette before um they bother to to go get if they've got like 40 minutes of the person frozen like they don't need to speed in traffic yeah as long as it's not like a really hot day (laughs) yeah keep track of the weather the big hiccup is if we're replacing pacemakers, how do we get the dogs on the plane? Because you can't store them like you would an ordinary dog, I'm assuming, if they're there for your for your life. Unless there's just one on every plane. Yeah, and would we need a stewardess if we had a robot dog, really? I mean, we're now we're just streamlining the whole air travel process. Well, would we need any workers to do anything ever right? So basically what we're what we're creating here is essentially a job killer for for a good portion of uh, the industry, but less people would die. So it's a give and take. And I mean, if, if we automate away the uh, flight attendant roles, I mean, that's one less poor lady who's going to have to listen to some businessman go like, I got your peanuts right here or something. Yeah, <laughs> mile high club this. Uh... Here's a situation. You're having a good time. You're at a, a wedding of your best friend, right? Sure. EJ all of a sudden starts to overheat. What do we do? We let him die and we replace him with the robot DJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The, the wedding DJ computer was the DJ. Yeah, in the a box. The computer inside yeah. is overheating. Boom. Yes. Dog comes, saves. Everyone gets to dance with the robot dog. That's, that's our commercial. Yeah, they do know how to dance. I've already seen the video. Yep. Yep. And to keep everybody calm, we want it to be relatable. We want it to have a soothing voice. So we give the the robot dog the voice of I don't know let's say writer and director Snoop of dog. the film Pretty Got Fingered Tom Green two on the nose <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now we're in business folks you guys have anything you want to plug I have a podcast a friend of mine Mandy Elaine uh, she and I we talk about the movies that shaped our childhood. Each week, we force a comedian to watch a movie that we say shaped our childhood, whether they'd seen it or not. Then we're here to sort of walk them through it, play some games, and dig deep into the movies that shaped our childhood. And it is called Another Episode Podcast. I also have a podcast, Big Time Garbage. Uh, Ever since the pandemic, we've been kind of going live on Twitch nightly, twitch.tv slash Big Time Garbage, where we play around, riff, talk about shit. We are all now officially super into the stock market, so to hear us bumble our way through what we can regurgitate from the Wall Street Bets subreddit, this is the Twitch channel for you. I have a podcast called We Are Movies, where I talk to people about films that are important to them. And uh, as far as stand-up goes, on April 9th, I'm supposed to be in Clyde, Ohio, featuring for Diego Antanasio. Jay Hunter will be hosting, so we'll see how Ohio's doing then, but that's the plan right now. Comedy and Clyde is the name of the show. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.